0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast.
1: There's only one thing that we need this morning, and it's him. Psalms 27 says, One thing I have asked from the Lord, that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in His temple if there's a need of anything that we have it's to know him that's it there's nothing else to say everybody say jesus that's it everybody say jesus 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 there's nothing else that we need and there's one thing that i ask there's nothing more important and everything the next thing in line is way below that one thing and so now the responsibility is on you to run after him so holy Spirit we long for you we want it all we want your fire we want your glory we want your peace we want to know all of who you are we ask you this morning it's all through the blood it's all by the blood and we just ask you to cleanse us with the blood our minds our wills our emotions we ask you to cleanse our physical bodies We ask, God, as you begin to move in this room that bodies be healed. Throw your hands up in the air if you need healing this morning. God, we come because we're learning who you are. We've experienced you yesterday. But, God, there's more to be known. There's more to experience with you today, God. And we just say, yes, God, we long for you. We ask you to have your way in Jesus' name.
0: close your eyes with me and let's just pray this out together this morning just pray this with me what you just say come and consume God but make it personal all I am I give you permission my heart is yours come on let's just pray that again come and consume me God all that I am I give you permission My heart is yours. Come on, come and consume me, God. All that I am, I give it to you. My heart is yours. Lord, I just pray all over this house this morning, God, that's just the genuineness of our hearts cry, that we recognize our need for you and the power of your presence, you dwelling in us, I just declare over this house this morning, God, that just people are able to just step and enter into your rest, physically, spiritually and mentally and emotionally that this morning in this house in your anointing that they're just able to enter into that place of rest and be still and be strengthened just as they're just as though they're just sitting at your feet It's You just kind of hovering over them, just washing over them. They're fully surrendered and their hearts are open. They're Yours. Open vessels for You to pour into. We just pray that You fill their hearts and their minds with all of You. Just minister to their bodies even, God. Their thoughts. And just have Your way in each and every one of us today, God. We just glorify You and honor You praise you and celebrate you and we just welcome you to have your way we thank you for just corporate worship we thank you for just the corporate body and the time that we get to come together God the power that is in that the power that's in the unity the power that's in the agreement God with one another the strength that you give us in fellowship God for the time to come together at your table and just feast and eat and consume what you have for us. God, I, do, I pray that today, God, that we come and that we don't just smell what's good. We don't just look and see what is good. We don't just nibble a little bit today on what is good. But I declare, God, over this house today that each of us, God, that we would consume what you have for us, God, that we would consume your word through the preaching of your word. And then even as Holy Spirit just ministers to each person and gives them and releases things into them, that they consume that God that they're partakers of it Lord and just let your word come alive let it let it fulfill let it fulfill let it bring to fulfillment and completion all that you intend for your word and that power of your presence and we just love you and honor you and praise you in Jesus name amen and let's give the Lord a praise offering let's just take a minute and thank him amen thank you God Thank you God and I'm going to ask you to grab your Bible and uh pen and a notepad and uh, open your scripture to Second uh, Peter. It's going to be in Second Peter and chapter 1. So grab your Bible. I'm excited for this Word and something that's just been stirring in me and uh, I'm just going to, going to take my time. I'm going to take my time. May get through it. I may not. We may f- just do do it in two parts. We'll just see how the Holy Spirit leads and what He adds in as we're as we're kind of marching through this together. But we're gonna we're gonna look at this here. Um, I I I titled this message intentional growth. Intentional growth. So we're gonna talk about this a little bit. And before we read this scripture, let me let me just share maybe where my. Where my heart is at in this and what I really feel like God wants to release into us. So, so grab, grab this opening statement, spiritual maturity doesn't just happen over time. Amen? So we're going to grow today, next Sunday, we're going to mature a little bit, but we need, to, we need to launch off of this truth, and that is spiritual maturity doesn't just happen over time. So it is. It is the result of intentional pursuit. Everybody say intentional. It is the result of being teachable, and it is the result of staying humble. These these three things are key to uh, our maturity. Intentional pursuit, being teachable, and staying staying humble. So. I'm going to share some things today, maybe next week, uh, here out of Second Peter chapter One. And uh, I spoke a little bit about this uh, on this passage, a few of these verses, just a few weeks ago. Um, in, our, in our men's ministry time and then I made reference to one of these verses last week uh, ministering on the Holy Spirit on, on where Peter talks about these precious promises and, and that, that great promise that we have of the Holy Spirit. So I've just kind of been, been hitting out of this uh, passage here on, on, for several different ministry opportunities and, and I just can't shake it off. Uh, and so I want to dig into it a little bit deeper. I just feel like the Lord just keeps bringing me back to 2 Peter in chapter 1. And uh, so we're going to dive in. I feel like God has things for us that He wants to do in us and quicken us uh, that we need to learn from, from Peter's heart here and what he was sharing. So let me, let me say this about, about uh, 2 Peter uh, in chapter in in chapter one, but really really all of Second Peter. But um, as Peter states in here, it is the it is the key to making your calling and election sure, and to keep from stumbling to make your calling and election sure, and to keep from stumbling. We want to make our calling and election sure. We want to step into that and live in that. Then we've got, to, we've got to hear hear this pattern and this word that Peter's releasing. And if we want to learn to keep from stumbling and growing and increasing and overcoming, Peter, this is what he's bringing in. So let me say this about what I'm about to give to you. I encourage you to make notes in this and to mark this in your in your in your word because uh, to me, if I was to go anywhere in scripture, at least one of the main areas in scripture in regards to discipleship for myself, how do I grow? How do I overcome? How do I mature? Uh, or if I'm walking with someone, I'm walking with my children, I'm walking with a coworker or a friend or someone in church that wants to grow. They've come to the Lord and they want to grow. I feel like uh, 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 these first 15 verses of 2 Peter are probably the clearest uh, that, we, that, that we have in scripture of what discipleship should look like. In other words, how we grow in our walk with the Lord. So I feel like what God's giving us in large part is going to be for us. That we receive it, that we begin to step into it. But I feel like also he's going to be equipping you today about how to walk others in through discipleship and how to lead them into maturity and growth and the intentionality that needs to be there. So this is kind of the heart of where we're at. Let's just read these verses, then I'll come back in, and we'll see how, how far that I'm able to get today. So so let's let's give him our attention. You guys there? Second Peter chapter one. Lord, you have my heart, you have my mind, you have my attention right now. I'm a student, I'm teachable. I'm humble right now before you, Lord. Let your word, let it let it pierce my heart, let it bring revelation, let it convict me. Okay? You ready? So Second Peter and one. So Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. To those, who have been, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 3. As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him, who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Okay, that's just power pack, so it's going to take a little bit of time. But now look at verse 5. But also then, for this very reason, Peter says, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. Verse 8, For if these things are yours and they abound, then you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his uh, old sins." Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Verse 11. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 12. So for this reason, Peter says, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and you are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right. As long as I am in this tent to stir you up, reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as the Lord Jesus showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my deceits. Can you hear this in Peter's heart? This is a cry. This isn't a cry. This is a cry of an apostle. This isn't a cry... Of, of a pastor. This is a cry of a leader for the people that are walking alongside with him of leading him and leading them into growth and th- into maturity. And I, I don't really have time for it but if you go on a little bit and you can put this in context and Peter, this is Peter's feeling this man he's seeing the need for this within the body of Christ and he goes on right after this and, and, and the reason why it's so stirring him because he's dealing with false teachers. He's dealing with, with leadership within the church that, that has begun to uh, twist the teaching of scriptures to allow um, um, compromise and, and immorality into the church. And so Peter is addressing this here later on in chapter 2 and on and so so here he's laying this foundation and he says as long as I'm in this tent I'm going to stir you up. I'm going to remind you that you have got to be intentional in your growth and in your pursuit. And you've got to continue to add to your faith. So, so this is kind of the heart of Peter. I feel like it's the heart of cry, uh, the heart cry of God today. So let's just kind of step into this a little bit and, and take it slow. And I'm going to do my best to do that, which I don't usually do very well in that. I go fast, but... I felt like the Lord told me it was okay to take my time. And we can just walk through this and not hurry through it. Because I feel like we need to grab a hold of this. Um, so let's just start with verse 1 because I feel like this is so important. Everybody good? Okay. Let's start with Peter's description of himself. In, in, in his first epistle, he, he identifies himself as apostle. And then here in his second letter, he, he adds this phrase, this statement, this identification of himself that I feel like is so important that we hear today. And he says, uh, he says, Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. I feel like before we get any of the rest of this scripture, we've got we've to get this. Because I, I really feel like everything else flows out of this heart. So Peter says, this is who I am, guys. I'm a bondservant. I'm a bondservant. So, so what's a bondservant? We could talk about this all day long, but I'm going to give you just a, the simplest, purest, clearest definition of who Peter was saying that he was. And a bondservant is one who is in service to. Not to be served by, But a bondservant is one who is in service to and entirely at the disposal of. In service to and entirely at the disposal of his master. But here's the key to it. It's not that he's made to do that, but he does that by choice that 's the key element in a bond servant is a bond servant is, is is entirely at disposal of and in the service of his master by choice it's a it's a voluntary permanent position of servanthood that the, the individual has the choice to leave if they want to leave they have the choice to not serve if they don't want to serve and Peter's saying in Christ I am a I am a bond servant I am here cheerfully I am here joyfully and I am here because I choose to be here to serve my master and to be at his disposal isn't that powerful so it's, 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 it's where it's a joy and an honor to serve the master. How many of you can testify this morning, even in some of the difficulties of, of, of serving and doing ministry and living for the life, that, that you've gone through some battles? But I'm telling you, there are some folks here today that I feel like God really wants to touch your heart because, because it's, it's, it's not joyful anymore. Come on. And it's like God wants to bring us back to that place to where our serving him is it's, it, we're doing it because we choose to. We do it because we love him. We do it because he served us at the fullest capacity. And then now we give our lives fully devoted to serving him however he calls us to serve him. Isn't that powerful? So you got, you got to hear who Peter is, and you got to hear his heart in this. And man, I'm just thinking as I'm reading through this, and I, I just kept getting stuck on Peter's opening statement here, and I'm thinking, Lord, help me surrender to the point of being a bond servant. Amen? Like in my life, God, let me, help, help me. Because we, we all just like to be served. We want the Lord to serve us. Like if we were real in this, man, we really, we really often look for the Lord to serve us more than we're willing to serve him. And it's like, we've got to, we've got to turn this thing around a little bit and be, and be, and step into the reality of what he's done for us, what he's doing in us and the call that he's given us to go in everything that we do in the fullest capacity. And deliver live as bondservants by choice. God, I joyfully serve you however you however you lead me to serve God. In everything that we do, God. I'm willing to go through whatever persecution that I have to go through. Because I know that my flesh will never go through the level of persecution that he went through. And by knowing what he went through and serving us, that puts us in a position then of being being willing bondservants unto the Lord. So I'm like, God, help me grow to this point. Is everybody okay? Definitely not going to get through, but let me let me let me give you another example and this is we, we hear we hear a lot about being sons and daughters, and we preach have preached a lot in this church about being sons and daughters, and I feel like we need to I feel like it's important oftentimes when you hear and you read the scripture where where it 's making reference to son and daughters it 's making reference to to our to our identity and, and that's good because there's a value in that. The the revelation of knowing that in Christ, that your sons and daughters, that, that is revelation of his heart for you and the value that you are in him. Isn't that beautiful? And so so I and I feel like it's needed today. It's needed today because so many people are under condemnation and and Trying to labor to, to, to prove themselves to be worthy to God. I mean, you can't do anything to, to, for Him to love you or have greater value on you. Yeah. Amen? And so, I feel like this is important... But, but I'm kind of trying to tie these things together a little bit. So I feel like the, the revelation of sonship and daughtership is so important. And people do need to know their value. But, but let me make a statement about this real quick. Sometimes I feel like we can also, if, if we're only living under the revelation of sons and daughters, then we can become entitled. Right? So then we just become entitled. Dad's, dad's, gonna take care of us. Father's gonna take care of me. I can kind of do whatever I want. All, all these kind of things in there. So we've got to be, we got to be careful of this uh, under, under this, under this view. And uh, and because how many of you know? A lot of times, sons and daughters are spoiled, and we don't want to serve. We want mom and dad to serve for us. Come on, right? And so, can you see? Can you kind of see where I'm going? Am I, am I making myself clear? I'm like, man, step step in to your identity as a son and daughter. Everything flows out of that because you've got to know your value. When you know your value, you truly love yourself, and you really can't love other people rightly the way God calls you to until you love yourself. So it's so important that we step into the revelation of sons and daughters. But again, oftentimes the church stops right there, and we don't then teach that also out of that as sons and daughters, we've, we've, we've been called and charged to live as bond servants. Amen? So we're we're sons and daughters that are called to live out our lives as bondservants, joyfully and willfully serving the master, being entirely at his disposal to be used as he pleases. Amen? To 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 truly die to ourselves, to take up our cross and follow him. Like like we, we no longer live for ourselves, but for him and as his ambassador. So I just think, Lord, help me break off my selfishness. Amen. Help me break off my selfishness. When this happens, it puts you in position to receive from him. It puts you in position to pursue him and and to to, to live not only as sons and daughters and to live in your identity and your value, but then also to be the resource and the channel and the conduit that he flows to to impact everything around you. Amen. So I'm like God, I don't know about you, I don't know, but I'm like God, help me become a bond servant. Anybody else need help? Anybody else need help today? Help me recognize where I'm selfish, God. And help me help me step into that role as a bond servant to where God, you you, you are I'm following you. I'm serving you in everything, Lord. Life isn't about me. It's not about what I enjoy. It's not about what I need. Come on. It's about being at the disposal of the Father in everything that we do. Amen? Come on. Isn't that so powerful? All right. Secondly, then, who's Peter talking to stood out to me? And and the scripture says he's talking to those who have obtained. like precious faith. So so here's Peter, the bond servant, the lover of Jesus. Committed and devoted to serving the Lord in its fullest capacity, in joy, in obedience, and now he's speaking to those who have obtained like precious faith. So Peter, speaking to the church, he's speaking to people like you that want to grow and learn and 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 be used by God and encounter His presence. Come on, man! So this is, this is his heart. Uh, to, he again, he he's he's talking to those around him that he has relationships to that with that he loves them he cares for them he wants them to grow he wants them to be healthy he wants them to get stronger so he says to those who have obtained who have obtained like precious faith and then peter says this he identifies himself he identifies who he's talking to and then peter says may gray in verse two he says may grace and peace be multiplied to you so me, I, Peter, a bond servant of the Lord, to those who have, have obtained a like precious faith, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied. And then we got ourselves, okay, well, how? And then Peter answers this and he says, In the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, to those who have obtained like precious faith. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. May it be multiplied. How many want grace and peace to be multiplied in your life? Grace and peace be multiplied in our life. This is Peter's cry over them. And it comes in the knowledge of God and and of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this word multiplied because the word multiplied means that it is growing, that it's maturing, that it's increasing. Grace and peace are growing and multiplying. It's a continuation. You come into the kingdom of God your first year and make grace and mercy come on, and these things be multiplied into you. But if you're if you're where I'm at and you, and you've been serving the Lord for 25 years, multiplication never stops. It's just increasing. We're always growing, maturing, and changing in the kingdom of God. Amen. We never obtain. What's this mean? It means we're always students. We're always learning. He's always revealing. Come on, somebody. We're always yielding to that because in that there's a search for it. Can you get that? So many people get to a certain point, then we stop searching. Then we're just, we believe in God. We go to church. We're Christians. We're just, we're going to do our best till Jesus comes and we're going to live in heaven. And Peter's like, man, you got to scratch that whole blueprint. And may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of our Lord God, Jesus Christ. All from our pursuit of knowing Him more. So I just want to declare this real quick to you because the rest of what we do and the rest of what Peter talks about all flows out of growing in our knowledge of God the Father and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? So so, so as you're growing, you're maturing, you're learning, you're experiencing things in the kingdom of God, you're experiencing things in church and and, and we're rubbing arms and shoulders with one another and there's so many different descriptions. Distractions and, 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 and ways we view things and see things and agree with things and what, what, what happened that didn't make sense. And we got all of this stuff. And Peter's saying, listen, you're going to have to be careful because, because grace and peace is going to be multiplied to you in the knowledge of the Father and of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Peter's saying, you're going to have to keep your eyes locked on him. Your love for Him should never change other than growing every day and every week and every month and every year. That love should just get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter in that fire inside of us. Amen? All through our knowledge. Now, look at verse 3. Verse 3 is just um, absolutely power-packed. And, uh, but, so listen to Him. Putting all this together, then, in, in verse three, it, it says, uh, "As His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge, through the knowledge. or I say knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue in the pursuit, in the pursuit, in the pursuit, growing in our knowledge." Of God the Father and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in obedience as bond servants. Look at this promise. His divine power, so there's the source, gives us all things. There's a promise that pertain to life and godliness. Isn't that something? His divine power has given. To us, all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him who 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 has called us. I can I just say, it's available, and you can get there. Most of the time, we try to do it on our on, on, on our own strength. We try to do it in our own understanding. We try to we try to do it in our own way, and all these things. Like Peter's just laying this reality and this truth. And again, when you look at this, guys, this is the this is the core. This is the core of of discipleship because Peter's talking to a group of people and in a little bit. He's going to say, "Add to your faith." So he's going to say, there, 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 "There's something that happens from that moment that you decide that you believe in Jesus and the death and the burial and the resurrection." You. That there's something that needs to happen from that moment That you recognize that you're a sinner That needs to be saved by grace And that you can't pay that debt on your own And when you repent of your sin And you, and you cry out to God And Jesus forgives you And then you get baptized and then, you just, and then we just kind of attend church Or we do this or we do that And Peter's like there's going to have to be some things that happen And you need to know the resource That's made available to you like Peter's given a pattern, he's given a way, he's given a truth and a reality for us to live in the fullness of God. Not only as sons and daughters in our identity, in our value, but but, but as bond servants and servants unto the Lord to be used for His glory. Isn't that powerful? So I'm, I'm just this 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 verse is His divine power gives is give, has given us all things. It's right there for you. That pertain to life and godliness. You can get there. Not in your own strength. But in His. His divine power. The power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. So so it's His divine power that we have access to. And then everything again flows through the knowledge of Him. So how do we gain Knowledge. How do we gain knowledge? We pursue it. It's, by, it's through seeking. It's by listening. It's by learning. It's, have, it's by having eyes to see and ears to hear. All throughout Scripture, Jesus uses this, and, and we see this in there. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He who has eyes to see. Come on, in the things of the Spirit, in the things of God, as He opens up our spiritual eyes, Peter's grabbing a hold of this group of like-minded people, man. And he's just kind of awakening them in this pursuit of grabbing a hold of God and locking eyes with Jesus and becoming true bondservants, man, for the Lord. And understanding this revelation that that's giving here in verse 3 that His divine power, the power of Holy Spirit, gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's so Good. Then we get into verse 4, and it says this, it says, We've been given uh, these precious promises by which if we live by, we can be partakers of His divine nature. Okay, everybody with me so far? So now Peter's encouraging them. And he says, we've been given precious promise. And we are thankful for the promises of God. You need to grab a hold of the promises of God. You need to know the Word of God. You need to know the promises of God. You need to know that when you walk into something, it might look a certain way, but you're going to have to stand on the promises of God because that thing's going to look different than the promise. And so Peter, Peter is is encouraging them again a little bit more, and he's saying we've been given precious promises in by and here's the key in by which if we live by, then we can become partakers of His divine nature. His power is supernatural, and His nature is supernatural. So when you look at this and you put it together, Peter just said that there's availability to you the supernatural power of God and the supernatural nature of God. He's painting a picture that when we come to Him at the beginning point of our faith and believing in who He is and receiving the Lord, that our lives should change in the pursuit By His divine power that gives us all things that pertain to godliness. Producing and releasing His divine nature in us. Amen? This is what I want you to see. As Peter says, we've been giving these precious promises. And then yet, if we live by them. So in other words... If we if we if we're living as bond servants in obedience to the Lord, his promises are released in our lives, allowing us to be partakers of his divine nature. What's his divine nature are speaking about the attributes of God? How many want to be a partaker of the attributes of God? Like, come on, man, I mean the full attributes of God. I, 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 God. He's giving you a pattern to live more in the fullness of God. It's what this is all about. People come to faith in the Lord, and, they're, in their, and they're, in their, they're, they're drowning in their own nature. And Peter is saying that you can live in the divine nature of God. You can live under and in and experience the true attributes of God through and in your life as you walk out this thing with him man because of his divine power but but you but, but most of us know and I'm just going to drop it on you anyways cuz you know it's coming but when you when you everything within the word of God and even the promises of God and what Peter is talking about here to 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 the to the to the people in these promises is that is that um Promises are always contingent on our obedience. Promises are always contingent on our obedience. Peter's trying to Grab a hold of a group of people, believers, that have false teaching all around them. that That, that is twisting the word of God and, and allowing in immorality and compromise and all of these different things, man. And and, and, it, and, it, and he can see the result of it. And he's a grabbing hold of them and he's saying, man, guys, there's more than what you're doing. There's more than how you're living. Everything's going to flow out of your encounter and your revelation and, and the understanding and the knowledge of God the Father. Father and of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Everything flows out of that man. Our pursuit every day as we wake up should be, hey, good morning, Holy Spirit. Why? I preached this last Sunday because He's the revealer of the Father and the Son. He reveals their glory. Holy Spirit, I need you to open up the eyes, my, the, the, my, the, my spiritual eyes, the eyes of my understanding, and then begin to cry out, oh God, I want to see more of you today. Jesus, I want to understand You more. I want to grow in You. And this is this, this cry in this pursuit, of, in, in the promise of, this, of His divine power and of His divine nature and these attributes that unfold, unfold. And then Peter drops in and says, guys, we have these precious promises that if we, if we, if we, if we live by, if we live by, if we're living in obedience and we'll we can be partakers of and receive, amen? In other words, here this is. Listen, there's a cost, isn't there? It's, it's why it's why I settled on my topic is intentional growth because I'm just going to shoot you straight. Maturity is just not going to happen as you get older. You're just going to get older. Matter of fact, I found a whole lot of people if they're not pursuing the knowledge, of God actually become more immature. So they just cry. And there's this call in us that we're growing. We're growing in the knowledge of God. That we're willing to, to, pay, to pay the cost to be intentional in maturing. What's the cost? It's our flesh. Most of us aren't going to be put in a place right now where the cost of maturing comes at our life. Right? Possibly one day we might have to face that for maturity. But really, really, the cost the cost of the cost of maturity, the cost of growth, the cost of what Peter was saying that grace and peace be multiplied it's, it comes at the cost of our flesh, of our desires, our needs, our wants, all of those types of things that he 's that he's calling us to lay down, and we 're going we 'll dig into that here just a little bit more amen, and he says he, he finishes this up talking about these promises. That if we, if, we live, if we live by uh, the Word of God in obedience, that we can be partakers of this divine nature. And here's the key to it. He gives it, he says, it, through that, you're, you're escaping the corruption that is in the world through lust. That you're going to be escaping the corruption that's in the world through lust. Amen? I think I'll, I think I'll start this uh, Because now, now we now we get into really the target of this sermon, the target of what God's given. Uh, So we're we're just gonna we're gonna start here in verse five. And so look at this now. Is everybody is everybody in the stream with me? Okay. So then he says, but also for this very reason. So for everything that he's established in verse one through four, this calling to live to become bond servants to recognize His divine power that that gives us all things that pertain to godliness. Come on. And that that in obedience, that we can be partakers of all the promises of God. And then he says in verse 5, so for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge. And I'm going to stop right there. Okay. I think this is what's been stirring in my heart. First, I just got stuck on this whole bond servant thing. And then, just His divine power, His divine nature, the cry of obedience that we could be partakers of, the promises of God. And then I get into verse 5 and he says, for this very reason, for this very reason, with all diligence, Add to your faith. So for this very reason, with all diligence, add to your faith. He's not talking to non-believers. He's he's talking to people that have obtained a like precious faith. Right? He's talking to believers. He's talking to a strong group of people, man. He's talking to the church body. He's talking to the core of the church. He's talking to his church leaders and his deacons and his elders and his everybody. He's talking to the body of Christ. And he says, guys, for this very reason, with all diligent Add to your faith. Man, this is stirring in my spirit. The cry of Peter to all these other believers to add to their faith. To add to their faith. Watch this for just a second. Because uh, again, my, my topic today is, is, is uh, intentional growth. But, but, but I hear this. Peter says, because of this very reason, add to your faith, guys. So I was like, man, okay, let's increase. Let's keep growing, let's keep building, let's keep maturing, let's get stronger, right? As I said early on in opening up this morning, the reality here is that it won't naturally happen on its own, right? Just not going to, it's not going to work that way. Um, our faith is living. It's like a plant, right? Uh, if you don't water it, it won't grow. It's like a muscle. I can want to get big and strong, but if I don't work my muscles, if I don't stretch my muscles, if my muscles don't go through, go through some pain of the growth, they're never going to grow. I've never been willing to go through the pain for my muscles to grow. See? Everybody good? Everybody say add to we, we have to be intention in adding to our faith and Peter says, Peter says, with all diligence do this, with all diligence do this, with all diligence keep growing. with all all diligence by his divine power keep growing. but by, by all with, it, it, with all diligence through his divine power, keep growing and keep, keep, keep being partakers of his divine nature. Come on. Let, let, it, let it continue every day to grow and mature. And, and, and your, your, your beginning, your life should become, begin to reflect him more and more and more and more as, as, as we become partakers of his divine nature through his divine power. Amen. Let me, let, me, let me just say this, this real quick, no one or anything can do this for you, right? Um, so Peter says, add, add, add to, deposit, add to your faith. The point Peter is making is that our lives should continually be changing and looking more and more and more and more like Jesus every day. I'm not there yet. Anybody else? But I act differently than I used to. I respond differently when I used to. When people cut me off out there on the highway, I respond differently than I used to. When people go real slow in front of me, in the fast lane out here, most of the time I respond differently, but sometimes I have to repent. But I want to do better. I want to do better. Especially when there's no one in the slow lane. Just pray for me. They need Jesus. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stop. And next week I'm to because all, all these things—virtue, self-control. Man, this stuff is powerful. And I want. I want to take a little bit of time, and I want to. I want to define it a little bit, and I want to make it real practical and applicable. Um, and I don't. I don't want to feel rushed. And I feel like we have enough today. Don't you? And um, so, so, so here's where we're at today. Here's where we're going to land at. Pastor Craig, if you want to come on up, that, that'd be good. Um, thank you. Um, so here's where we're going to land at today in our cry to God. We're just going to chew on this. I, I want us to chew on and step into this mindset of being a bondservant. Of becoming a servant fully by choice and doing it willfully and joyfully. I am at I am at his I am at his call. Whatever he needs. Jesus, you have my yes. I'm his, and I'm there by choice. So through that, we're going to maybe pray, Lord, help me crucify some of my selfishness, because a lot of times I just live for me. Sometimes a lot of our decisions are based on what makes our flesh more comfortable. Come on, somebody. Just being real with you today. And I'm like Lord I want to be I want to become more selfless a bond servant is selfless selfless so I'm like God let 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 us start right here today as Boonville worship center and let's just begin to cry out God we're just here for him we're just here for him he lets us enjoy things I'm thankful for the enjoyment things that we get to do but in the end we're here we're here to serve him and we're here to please him we're here to be servants who do you belong to? If you're the child of God, you belong to the master. And you, you, you choose to be there and you choose to serve. So I'm like, God, there's a level of flesh that needs to die in me because I find myself often being and wanting to be self. I want to just be entertained or I just want to just enjoy myself. And I, I lack time. Listen, some of you aren't growing because you haven't been disciplined in the seeking. You're empty because, your lack of, because you have lack of knowledge of the Father and of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, of growing in intimacy with Him, and your bank account's empty. And when our bank account gets empty, and if we're not pursuing Him, then you, you put other things in there that, that kind of help fill that area in your life. So I'm just saying, God, let our eyes be fixed on You. May we be able to enjoy the things that you give us to enjoy. But hear me, no one can make you grow, but you. No one can mature you, but you. You can come to the Lord at nineteen and 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 get to the the right. Ripe- the right healthy age at 85 and not be any more mature at 85 than you were when you come to the, to the Lord at 19 years old just because you sit in a sanctuary every Sunday morning and heard the pastor preach. It's what you do with that word and how you apply it and how you surrender to it that you became partakers of those promises and they're released through you and then his divine nature begins to be activated in you. And you're able to walk that through thing throughout because the, you have the power of the Holy Spirit in Side of you come on that gives you the strength and everything flows through this place of submission when you read this there's so much but really the main thing that I see in this at the very beginning is everything comes down to submission to the Lord everything is coming down to submission to the Lord man I don't know about you but sometimes I just feel like that, that, that I live my life and I love Jesus I know he loves me and I just want him to kind of follow me around let me have my space, but just follow me around and then be there when I need you. It's kind of like he's serving me. Anybody else? I'm just telling you, I feel that way sometimes. Because I'm my flesh is naturally selfish. And it's like God is so good, he's kind of breaking that off of us today. And he's saying, you follow me. You follow me. Let me be the focal point of everything. Every decision that we make, it goes through him. Amen god let us become bond service today and then secondly as is, is we come down here to what we're going to step into next week where it says add to your faith and i just say uh, i feel like that we need to pray for discipline anybody else How many of you you, uh, have had the desire to go deeper in the things of God like your heart really wanted it to and you really tried and you started but you didn't have the discipline to maintain it? Amen? I tried to get big muscles one time. I did. I went and I tried and I worked out and I hurt and I cried and Lori heard me probably whine for two or three days because I had to walk around like this but I was not disciplined to stay in it to get where Clay's at nor am I built like clay so it's just not going to happen. But I, I wasn't disciplined enough to get there. I tell you what, God, 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 God's hearing some of your cries, and He's seen some of your emptiness, and He's seen some of your, just kind of like your drought and your dryness. And He's saying, I want you to get where I want you to be as much as you want to be there, but I can't take you there. Come on. I can help you. But you're going you're gonna, to you, have to lock eyes with me and seek me and become a bondservant and let your flesh die and just get in pursuit. And I'm going to tell you, the moment that you turn and even get that first leg in motion to pursue, you're going to find him right there. And then as you move, you're just going to find him more and more and more and more. But God's calling us to this place where we've got to be intentional of adding to our faith. And then we're going to step into all these things. It's going to be good. We're going to break them down, and we'll probably cry together and laugh together, and let, let the Lord. But we're going to be willing to go through the pain because the growth and being partakers of the promises and the divine nature of God are going to be worth going through the pain of our flesh. Amen. So just stand with me this morning. And, um, I think I'm just going to have just uh, give you a moment uh, to come if you want to come and. If you want to just come and pray at this altar, if you want to just step out and say, God, I... have I've been living for myself. I've been living for me more than I've been living for you. And I want to. I want to. I want to die to my flesh. I want to recognize my selfishness. I want to. I want to follow you. I want to do it joyfully or whatever. If you just want to have some time with the Lord, then it's open. And uh, and secondly, just pray, in God, I want to. I want to be able. I want to add to my faith, God. I want. I want discipline. And then you come and do that. And just know this: author's open. And I'm going to pray over all of us here in just
2: a moment. I don't want anyone else, I don't need anything else, you
0: are my one thing, you are my one thing. Just really take a moment and listen to the Lord, just search your
2: heart. Let him reveal in us where we need to change. You are my one.
0: get your focus on him this morning. offering for his truth for his word Amen. I never take it for granted let's pray this out together here real quick just because I saw I just encourage you to kind of hold your hands out just your palms up like you're receiving <laughs> open up your fists and just hold your hands out God I just I love you so much I thank you for your word I thank you for the instruction and the direction and the correction that's in it. I thank you for what you've made available to us. I thank you for the example of Peter in this, in this, in this letter that he wrote for his description of, of being a bondservant. And God, I just take a moment right now and pray into that, Lord. And I just know I need help there, Jesus. I've got to stop and ask myself, am I following you or am I expecting you just to follow me around because I know you? And I just to say, Jesus, if, whereas that's out of place, I just pray you can just convict our hearts, God. And I just declare today as a house that we say, Jesus, we're stepping in as bondservants. We're stepping in and it's by choice. We're going to follow you. We're going to walk eyes with you. We, we are joyfully, cheerfully here on earth to serve you every second of it. Everything that we do, Jesus, is for you. Everything we do, Jesus, is for you. Everything we do, we are here for your call. Whatever you say, Jesus, we are there. Our hearts are for You and our eyes are locked on You. And we just thank You for that. We thank You that we have made available to us Your divine power for all things pertaining to life and godliness. Like it's there. We can obtain it. It's available for us. There's no excuse for us to not be able to step into it, Lord. Because You made it available. And we thank You for that, God. And as we do, and as we walk in obedience as bond servants, God then your divine nature and your attributes will begin to flourish in our life. And because of all of this, let us be intentional in growing. And may we add to our faith that grace and mercy and strength and virtue may be continually multiplied and increased in our life, God. So that I just declare discipline over us. We repent. Of being lazy sometimes. We repent for just wanting to please our flesh more than seeking the knowledge where everything flows through the knowledge of You. So God, I just pray for awakening in our hearts, a desire for Your Word, a desire for prayer, a desire in the people to encounter You, God. I pray that we become people of discipline in prayer and in Your Word and in just obedience of walking out as we hear Your voice, Lord. And I just declare that this is a house of discipline this is a body of discipline. This body is discipline. We are disciplined even to beating our bodies into submission, God, if we need to and when we need to, God, to stay obedient that we can be partakers of your divine promises, God. So, Lord, we submit to you. We need help. Holy Spirit, we need help. We need that power, that divine power, to help us. So Jesus, we just submit as bondservants. Let your Spirit come alive inside of us and we choose, I choose to add to my faith. I choose to grow and mature and become healthy through the knowledge of my Father and of my Savior Jesus Christ. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. See you next week. Next week.
1: Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.